Welcome back to the Scored Sports Podcast. On the host of this podcast, Lane Frank, we're now episode 134. Yes, we're 134 episodes through. I got action-packed episode plan for you. College football is back, starting up best sport to talk about. For me, my favorite sport in the world is back college football. NFL cut day just happened, so obviously ending the preseason, going into the regular season. MLB playoff races on. We got more waiver wire moves going on there. So much more. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode 134. Let's hop into it. Let's start off episode 134, how we always do with the headlines. And in the NFL, Jonathan Taylor did not meet his deadline with the Indianapolis Colts to be traded. They said, hey, John Taylor, you don't want to be with us? Okay, don't be with us. We'll give you this X amount of days to find a trade partner for us, find a good offer, and then, you know, maybe go over to that team. That didn't happen. Now John Taylor is going to be on the PUP list, be out for the first four games of the season. Obviously, he can't play for those first four games if he gets traded or not on the Indianapolis Colts. So, Kind of all of a mess for John Taylor in the Indianapolis Colts right now, but especially John Taylor, one of the game's best running backs we won't be seeing the first month of the season. Uh, CJ Stroud got named starting quarterback today for Texas, uh, Houston Texans. That's a little interesting right there to me because CJ Stroud, a guy who could have maybe used a gap year, a guy who could have maybe used a year on the bench. That's what happened at Ohio State to gear in the bench. Justin Fields, maybe he could have done something like that. Maybe you get a veteran. Maybe you find somebody like Andy Dalton. How hard is it to find someone like Andy Dalton? Right now he's the backup for the Carolina Panthers to Bryce Young. But... Davis Mills, that wouldn't have been the worst option, in my opinion. And Davis Mills could still ball out, in my opinion. This They picked this guy second, third round a few years ago for a reason. So, CJ Stroud, give me the opening day, quarterback for the Houston Texans. I'm interested to see how he does. He can either be a massive boom or it can be a massive bust in this starting first game, first day of the NFL season, can derail his whole career. So, I don't want to see that, CJ Stroud, but might just happen. Cut day was today. We saw some former All-Pros get cut. Say a guy like Melvin Gordon, he got cut today. And then some rookies trying to prove themselves like Malik Cunningham get cut. One thing I took away from cut day today was that the Patriots are ending today with just one quarterback in their roster, Mac Jones. They cut Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham, and they currently have one quarterback in their roster, Mac Jones. Does Bill Belichick know what he's doing? I'm not so sure on that. So, and to close out our headlines in the NFL, the biggest news in the NFL all week was former number three overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, Trey Lance, getting traded over to the Dallas Cowboys. You're going to hear all of my thoughts on wrapping this trade later on the episode, but Trey Lance heading over to the Dallas Cowboys. Let's move to MLB. We got a lot to discuss. Yankees, they're struggling right now. Obviously, they're on that nine game. They were on that nine game losing streak. Then Aaron Judge had a few great games, some, but they're still on a losing streak. Yet again, and they made some moves today. They cut Harrison Bader. Maybe that's to bring up a guy like Austin Wells, Jason Dominguez, Spencer Jones. We don't know, but Yankees future looking bright. I'm not so sure you can say that right now. Andy Volpe's a good prospect. He's been good for them. 18 home runs as their shortstop this year. Only missed one game. So 18 home runs. Is that really sustainable power for Andy Volpe going on to the future? I think they kind of rushed that Derek Jeter narrative for him and it might end up ruining Andy Volpe's career. So yeah, Yankees, a little bit. On the downside right now, Aaron Judge, obviously still in his prime, but how many more years of his prime does he have left? This looks like a wasted season for me in the New York Yankees. The Los Angeles Angels, another team that wasted their season. Shohei Otani, obviously he's going to get the Tommy John surgery after he got hurt on the mound the other night. Can still hit crazy out of the ball. Played the New York Mets, broke a light city field, but he can still hit the ball like crazy. But for the pitching side of things, obviously the contract is going to be different this offseason, whether he stays with the Angels, whether he goes to somebody else. A lot of issues going with the Angels clubhouse right now. Like I said, trading, not trading Shohei Otani a deadline could have been one of the biggest mistakes in sports history. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. Not trading Shohei Otani might have been one of the biggest mistakes in sports history. They went big 
for guys like Lucas Giolito, for guys like Randall Grichuk. And now those guys aren't on the team. They cut Lucas Giolito today, and they cut Randall Grichuk today. They got a guy in Sidney Crone who hasn't really done anything for them because he's been hurt. So they called the guy named Nolan Shonnell who was picked 60 days ago out of FAU. All goes wrong for the Los Angeles Angels right now. All goes wrong. A guy who isn't going all wrong right now is Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez, a guy I was very high on going into the season. And then midseason, after the All-Star break, I said, you know what? I'm disappointed in Julio Rodriguez. Sure, his fielding has been fine, but his hitting has been below average. Julio Rodriguez has been on a tear ever since he got that Fernando Tatis Jr. robbery, in my opinion. Because since then, he's got to average up about 30 points, has had a bunch of four-hit games. Julio Rodriguez going off right now, maybe entering that MVP run for at least second place, going up against Shoyotani. I think Shoyotani is going to get first place in the MVP run, but Julio Rodriguez could be entering that second-place spot right now. That's about for your news. And then we'll be, let's move to college football, where we have our opening week. Coming up, week zero we had last week, we had teams like UTEP, Notre Dame, USC play. You know, a little bit of appetizer, I'd say, for the college football season. Now we get the full course meal, and it's going to last a whole three months, and I am so excited for it. College football, best time of year, so excited for it. But let's unpack some news that happened in the college football world this week. Colin McCord got announced today as the starting quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and I think this is a decision led by Brian Day saying, hey, Colin McCord, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s high school quarterback. Let's get that going again. Let's get Kyle McCord as a starting quarterback. He's junior, been in the system for a few years. Let's make him our starting quarterback. I find that to be the wrong decision. Devin Brown, the backup right now, I feel like he is the better quarterback on that team. Even though he's only a true sophomore, I feel like that would have been the better decision going after Devin Brown as a starting quarterback instead of Kyle McCord. But hey, as a Michigan fan, you love to see Ohio State making the wrong decisions. UCLA announced their starting quarterback today. Ethan Garbers, he beat out fifth-year transfer, Colin Schley, and five-star freshman, Dante Moore. But Chip Kelly said, hey, Dante Moore, Colin Schley, these guys could still play, but right now, we're going to go with Ethan Garbers as our starting quarterback. A few more things to unpack in the headlines right here in college football. But what I saw from Week 0, USC's defense is still atrocious, and it's going to be what hold them back, holds them back the season from a college ball playoff, from an Alex championship, from a near six bowl win. I think their defense is going to hold them back. Alex Grinch showed another terrible display for San Jose State, but hey, you got chances to improve it now. You got a whole three months to improve on your defense. Let's see if they can do it. Notre Dame, they had a great first week. Go up against Navy. A lot of people thought Navy, hey, maybe they can shock the world, upset Notre Dame. Hey, maybe they can come close to being Notre Dame. They only lost them by one possession last year. That didn't happen. Notre Dame blew them out of the water. Sam Hartman, transfer quarterback, playing great for the Fighting Irish. And that's about for the news in college football. Let's end our headlines. A little bit of tennis. U.S. Open started on Monday. It's going to be a great tournament. So that's about for the headlines this week. Leave thoughts in the comments. Now, top five. This week's top five is my top five college football hot takes for this college football season, everybody. And let's get ready for it. We're going to go five to one. My biggest hot takes, bold predictions for this upcoming season. Get ready for it. Number five, LSU wins the SEC. You can say, whoa, what about Georgia? What about Tennessee? What about Alabama? What about all these other amazing SEC schools? Forget about them. LSU this year I think they win the SEC. You want to know why? Jan Daniels, experienced college football quarterback, has been in the game since 2019. Not many quarterbacks in college football can say that, especially Jan Daniels. Jan Daniels, great quarterback, been in college football since 2019. I have him having a breakout season yet again. LSU wins the SEC. No doubt about it in my mind. Good running back core. Harold Perkins Jr. can be the best defense player in the country. Bleak Neighbors is a great wide receiver. Brian Kelly gets the wheels going on this thing. In year two for a national championship run, maybe a playoff run. 
LSU wins the SEC. That's number five. Number four, Clemson disappoints everybody and doesn't make the SEC championship game for the first time in what seems like a while. They didn't make it in 2021, but outside of that, Clemson has dominated the ACC. I think they lose week one to Duke. And that's my spoiler right there. That's one of my biggest picks coming in college football showcase. I think they lose week one to Duke. I think you lose to South Carolina. I think you lose to Florida State. I think you lose to Notre Dame and maybe even another game on that schedule. So, Kate Klumbedick, Dabba Swinney, Garrett Riley. I don't think they get the things going. The wheel's going. This season, Clemson doesn't do anything. Clemson disappointing last season, you could say. Going 10-2, losing an Orange Bowl, and then losing last week's season South Carolina. You win that game against South Carolina, you might find yourselves in the college ball playoff. But no, Clemson disappoints heavily this season, my eyes. That's number four. Number three, my third best hot take is my playoff predictions. I have Michigan as number one seed, LSU as your number two seed, Florida State as number three seed. So we're going to see a rematch of that LSU Florida State matchup that we're going to have in week one. You're going to have to wait to see my pick on that coming up. Game on Sunday. It's going to be a great game. And number four, Georgia Bulldogs. That's my playoff view right there. I have Georgia coming second in the SEC. I have Florida State winning the ACC. Michigan winning the Big Ten. And then LSU winning the SEC. That's number three. Number two, who's going to be our Heisman winner for this season? It's going to be Caleb Williams back-to-back. First player to do it since Archie Griffin. I love it. Caleb Williams, number two. And now number one, who's our NAS champion going to be? Who's the best team in college football going to be? The team that will win the NAS championship, be the best team in college football this year is the Michigan Wolverines. Go Blue! Now, did you know this 16 knows? Did you know NFL refs receive a Super Bowl ring? Same as the players that win the Super Bowl. So, NFL refs receive a Super Bowl ring. Not the same as the players get, but they still do receive a Super Bowl ring if you officiate the Super Bowl. So you could say, Hey, I'm going to get a Super Bowl ring anyways. Maybe I'll go win this game, win myself a Super Bowl ring by blowing a call in the Super Bowl. That probably doesn't happen, but still. NFL refs get a Super Bowl ring. Did you know that? Leave down in the comment section. That's about for Did You Know This Week. So the big news at the NFL this week was in Dallas with the Dallas Cowboys trading for former number three overall pick, Trey Lance. And I'm stunned by this choice by Dallas Cowboys. It's cool for Trey Lance. Gets a fresh start, gets to be in Dallas, doesn't want to go to a team where he could start right away, but still, he's out of that San Francisco 49ers organization where he was going to be the third-string quarterback. Now he's in Dallas where he still might be the third-string quarterback. But let's not focus so much on Trey Lance right now. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys and why they did this and why I think it's not a great idea that they did this and maybe why it is a good idea that they did that. So we're going to present both sides right here. For the Dallas Cowboys, it's a low-risk, high-reward play. Fourth-round pick. What are you going to get out of a fourth-round pick? If you can get a number three overall pick caliber player like Trey Lance for a fourth-round pick, then that's the deal. Maybe you can build up Trey Lance. When you saw Trey Lance get interest from teams like the Bills, teams like the Vikings, you were kind of stunned. You were saying, whoa, why do the Bills need a guy like Trey Lance when they have Josh Allen? Well, it makes perfect sense. Josh Allen, every single season, they use him on a lot of run plays. Maybe those injuries build up over the season. Maybe Josh Allen burns out a little bit over the season. What if you can use Trey Lance on gadget plays? Use him for those situations. Use him to run the ball then. The Dallas Cowboys, are they going to do that with him? Is he even going to be the backup? Because you didn't need a new backup quarterback. Cooper Rush was just fine. He won you so many games last year when Dak Prescott was injured. So if you're banking on Dak Prescott being injured, which happens more than likely now, every single season, then maybe Trey Lance is the guy. Or is it Cooper Rush? 
Because Cooper Rush didn't lose many games last year. Only lost one game as a starter for the Cowboys last season. So what's wrong with that? Are you moving on from Dak? Are you saying, hey, if he has one more season, we're done with him, and you don't want to go after a rookie quarterback, you want to say, hey, let's see if we can get a guy like Trey Lance and be our franchise quarterback. Dak Prescott, I think this is a warning sign for you. When Andy Dalton got signed to the Cowboys a few years ago, that created headlines. That created buzz. People were saying, whoa, maybe Dak Prescott isn't the guy. Maybe Andy Dalton is their guy. And that's kind of what happened because Dak Prescott broke his leg that year and Andy Dalton played the rest of the season. What if Dak Prescott gets hurt this year and Trey Lance is the guy and Trey Lance plays well for you, has chemistry with CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, and the rest of the offense, and then they win. Then they start winning playoff games. Then they stop choking in the playoffs. Is he your franchise quarterback? Or is it still your $100 million man, Dak Prescott? Because Dak Prescott doesn't play like he's a $100 million quarterback. Maybe in the regular season. But when you show him in the postseason, I don't see him winning a playoff game. I don't. Against the Buccaneers, that was an interesting game because Tom Brady, career winding down, sure, lost that game. Or won that game. Dak Prescott won that game against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But people expected that to happen because it was a run-down Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, terrible offense. Then you go into the next week against San Francisco 49ers. If you win this game, then the pressure's off you for a while. Then you're the certified franchise. Oh, we love you, Dak Prescott type of guy. They lost that game. And it could be blamed on Dak Prescott. He has still never managed to make a conference championship game. And he is a $100 million quarterback. That's my thoughts right there. This isn't the worst move for the Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush could be a solid backup for you. But if you want to go big, you want to go bold, I get Trey Lance's move. It's flashy. It's swaggy. Dak Prescott, pressure's on you now. That's back for my Cowboys Spotlight this week. Now, I don't like to talk about segments that I favor over other segments, but this is a segment that is my favorite thing to do on this show. This is what I love about Squared Sports. Doing this segment right here is one of the best things I get to do, and it's called College Football Showcase. Been going on since year one of Squared Sports all the way back in 2020 when I was just 12 years old. I'm 15 now, and we're in the year 2023, and the Michigan Wolverines are finally great at football. I mean, I gave you my top 25, and then we're going to stop after that, and I'll give you my picks for the week in college football. Let's hop into it. Top 25, 1 to 25. Let's hop into it. Number one, Michigan Wolverines. Number two, LSU Tigers. Number three, Florida State Seminoles. Number four, Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs. Number five. Alabama. Number six, Ohio State Buckeyes. Number seven, Texas. Number eight, Notre Dame. Great showing they had this weekend. Number nine, USC. Also had a great showing on offense this weekend. Ten, Oregon. Eleven, Penn State. Twelve, Tennessee. Thirteen, Clemson. Fourteen, Washington. Fifteen, Utah. Sixteen, Kansas State. Seventeen, Wisconsin. Eighteen, Ole Miss. Nineteen, Oregon State. Twenty, Tulane. 21, South Carolina. 22, Oklahoma. 23, Duke. 24, North Carolina. And 25, Colorado. So let's unpack this whole entire top 25. Let's do it. Starting at the top with my Michigan Wolverines. Michigan, best team in the country. Can't debate me on it. You have the best running back core in the country. You have an amazing quarterback in J.J. McCarthy. Great tight ends. Best offensive line in the country. Amazing safeties. Amazing defensive backs. Amazing special teams. That are on this team. So, yeah, Michigan, even the linebacker core, looking amazing. Defense line. So, Michigan, no holes in this team. No holes. And that's why you're number one for me. Number two in the AP poll. Number one in the squared sports poll. Two, LSU. I think LSU Tigers, best team in the SEC. They're going to be great. Three, Florida State. I think LSU, Florida State this weekend is going to be one of the best games of the whole entire season. So, yeah, LSU, 
Number two, Florida State. Number three, I have Georgia at number four. I think Georgia going to make college football playoff this year, but a little bit of a setback after last year. Back-to-back national championships. Let's skip over to number six, Ohio State. Ohio State, missing a few key players from last year's team. They're gone off to the NFL now. So, yeah, Ohio State, number six. Kyle McCord, new quarterback. I want to see how that whole entire situation rolls out right there. You got Trayvon Henderson back at running back this year after he wasn't healthy at all. Last season, it's number six, Ohio State. Number seven, Texas. Quinnua is a great quarterback, but if he can't play well, is it Arch Manning? Steve Sarkeesian won't hesitate on that. They got a good roster around that. Number seven, Texas. Eleven, Penn State. There's a lot of hype about Penn State right now, especially not championship hype. I'm not buying into it. I think they're going to be good, not top 10 good. Eleven, Penn State. Thirteen, Clemson. I told you earlier, I don't believe in Clemson. I have them at 13 for a reason. 17, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Tanner Mordecai is going to be a great quarterback, and Nick Evers can be good off the bench if Tanner Mordecai doesn't play well. But Luke Fickle, going to get the wheels rolling in year one at Wisconsin. 19, Oregon State, DJU. Excited to see how he does up there in Corvallis, his first season, leaving that Clemson program. 20, Tulane. Tulane is going to be the best group of five program this year. One year, six ball last year. Maybe they can do it again. 20, Tulane. 23, Duke. Duke, I already said they're going to be Clemson, so yeah. Duke, number 23, Riley Leonard, NFL quarterback. He could be a top 10 pick in this year's NFL uh, draft. So Riley Leonard, name to look out for right there in Duke. And number 25, Colorado, go Buffaloes. Deion Sanders, it's a bold move. Nobody has them ranked. But when you have an amazing quarterback, Shadir Sanders, a good enough defense, and you have the best player from the 2021 recruiting class on both sides of the ball, Travis Hunter, wide receiver and cornerback, you're going to win some ball games. 25, Colorado, and that runs out a top 25 Stay tuned for the Picks of the Week coming up right now. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, let's kick off our college football games, picking games for the season, usually after week one. For the rest of the week's season, I'm just going to give you six hot takes and then my Game of the Week prediction. But for right now, there's so many great games week one. I'm going to go through all the games, some of my best picks, maybe some betting picks. But yeah, get ready for that. College football Week one, last year, I only missed one game in week one. I plan to get undefeated this year in week one. Let's hop into it. First game, Thursday night, Florida at Utah. Utah hasn't lost their place in a long time. Cameron Rising is a very experienced quarterback. But when you play the SEC, it's something different. Graham Mertz can have a good year at Florida, in my opinion. He had a few rough years at Wisconsin. But he can turn it around this year at Florida. Travis, Trevor Etienne, brother of Travis Etienne, running back Florida, he can have a good year. You have good enough receivers for the Florida Gators. This was their signature win last year, beating up on Utah. And that was a great game for me. That was a great game to watch. That was one of my favorite games to watch all season last year. Andy Richardson, ball out versus Utah. If Andy Richardson doesn't win that game, I don't know if he's a top four pick in the NFL draft. So this year, I have Florida beating Utah. Utah gets handed an L to start of the season. Let's go Florida, go Gators, over Utah Utes. It's bold, but I'm taking Florida. Next game, Thursday night game as well. Nebraska versus Minnesota. Minnesota, seven-point favorites. I like Nebraska to win this game outright. Nebraska, good squad. Jeff Sims going to be their quarterback. Came over from Georgia Tech. Matt Rule, new head coach over at Nebraska. They played pretty well towards the end of the season last year. I like Nebraska to win this game over Minnesota. Let's go, Cornhuskers. Next one, Michigan Wolverines versus Eastern Carolina. Kick it off on Saturday morning. You already know who I'm going with. Eastern Carolina. Nope, just kidding. Michigan Wolverines going to win this game without Jim Harbaugh, without Sharon Moore, your offensive coordinator. J.J. McCarthy, too good. Defense, too good. They steamroll. They stomp on Eastern Carolina Pirates. Let's go blue. Next game, another really big game on Saturday, Colorado versus TCU. Runner-ups from last year, TCU, go up against a team that 
barely even won a game. Colorado. And I'm going to take Colorado, and here's why. I think TCU might have just been a one-year wonder. All the key players from last year's team, Kendra Miller, DeMarcado, Max Duggan, Quentin Johnson, they're all gone now. You don't have many good players from that team last year. Darius Davis, gone. Many guys from that team, gone. So I like the winners, gone. So I like Colorado to win this game over TCU. Start off the Deion Sanders era in a right way. Let's go. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Deion Sanders. When I talked to Michael Irvin last week, he said he's excited to see what Deion Sanders can do over at Colorado. I think they can get the wheels rolling right away in week one. Let's go Colorado beating up on TCU in week one. I think it's going to be a close game. But let's go Colorado over TCU on the road in week one. Shadur Sanders, Travis Hunter, they start out there. Amazing season campaigns. Let's hop into it. Biggest upset of the week, you could say. Colorado over TCU. Go Buffaloes. Next one, Penn State versus Western Virginia. Western Virginia really done nothing in the offseason, really did nothing in the offseason. You lost JT Daniels, who was pretty bad for you last year. Neil Brown is somehow still the coach of this team, which I don't get. I like Penn State to destroy Western Virginia, West Virginia. And I'm excited to see what Drew Aller, former number one overall quarterback recruit in 2022 class, can do. Had an interesting freshman year last year and kind of clean up duty for Sean Clifford. They beat West Virginia in this game. Let's go Nanny Lions over West Virginia. Next game, and this is going to be college game day. North Carolina versus South Carolina. North Carolina, they have the amazing All-American, could be number one overall pick quarterback, Drake May. They have nobody around him. Last season, they had good guys around him. This year, they have nobody around him. I like Shane Beamer. I like Spencer Rattler. I like South Carolina. The Gamecocks to win this game. Too much talent. SEC meets ACC. You already know who's going to win. Let's go SEC. South Carolina over North Carolina. Their biggest rivals. Tulane. Versus South Alabama. Tulane is six and a half point favorites. I think that's a bit disrespectful. Take Tulane, minus six and a half. It's a lock. Do it. Tulane, minus six and a half. A lock. Michael Pratt, great quarterback. Willie Fritz, great coach for Tulane. So yeah, lock for me. Minus six and a half. Tulane, just one near six bowl. They're going to keep the wheels rolling. Coastal Carolina versus UCLA. Coastal Carolina, they kept Grace McCall. This is a game to look out for right here. I like Coastal Carolina, plus 14 against UCLA. Duke versus Clemson. This will be the Monday night game. I like the Duke Blue Devils in Durham to win this game over Clemson. This is a home win for you. This starts out your top 25 campaign. The people already ranked in the score sports bowl. Clemson's going to send down the rankings skyrocketing after this. But I like Duke to win this game. Riley Leonard, Eli Penkel, great squad. This Duke team won a lot of games last year. Nine games. I think they can have another great season, if not better. Mike Elko in year one had a great year. Can you do it again in year two? I think so. Duke over Clemson. That's a program. Defining win for you right there. Duke over Clemson. Now, the Sunday night game. The best game of the weekend. LSU versus Florida State. Last year, LSU lost this game off a missed extra point, And that was in New Orleans. This year, it's down in Florida. It's a neutral site still, but it's down in Florida. There's going to be way more Florida State fans than LSU fans. I don't think that matters. The tables get switches here. Let's go LSU. Win this game. Jane Daniels plays great. I love Jordan Travis. I love Jared Verse. I think Florida State's a great squad. But LSU's even better. Let's go LSU. Starting off their SEC championship, SEC best team in the SEC campaign. They win this game over Florida State. That's about for my college ball picks this week. Let's go undefeated. Now, at the buzzer, this week's at the buzzer, it's about the U.S. Open, biggest tournament in America every single year up in New York. I'm going to be there on Friday and Sunday. Obviously, I'll put some things in the score sports account. But tennis, not my favorite sport to watch, but a sport I like to watch. For those of you who know me, I'm a massive tennis player. I love playing tennis. That's my main sport. That's why I play. So I know a lot about tennis. I know a thing or two about the sport. So I'm going to give you an educated prediction on the U.S. Open if you need one. I have Novak Djokovic 
winning the U.S. Open this year. Couldn't play in it last year. So I think Novak Djokovic gets revenge from that. Wins it this year. Lost 2021 in the final to Daniel Medvedev. I think Carlos Alcaraz maybe loses in the semifinals to Daniel Medvedev. Daniel Medvedev, great player. I have Novak Djokovic versus Daniel Medvedev in that final of the U.S. Open. Let's go. Novak Djokovic winning that. Some guys you can look out for in this tournament are Stefano Tsitsipas. Lost the Australian Open final and hasn't been great since, but has a new coach. I think Stefano Tsitsipas can have a great run at the U.S. Open. Watch out for these guys. U.S. Open, great tournament. One of the best tournaments of the year. Last Grand Slam ending out our tennis season, ATP tennis season. I have Novak Djokovic claiming that number one ranking over Carlos Alcaraz in this U.S. Open. Let's go. That's my U.S. Open prediction. That's Pat for at the buzzer this week. Now, best last question of the day. This sixth question of the day is, who is your pick to win the College Football National Championship? Mine's Michigan. Are you going to take Georgia? Or are you going to take Ohio State? Better not. Are you going to take Alabama? Are you going to take somebody else? Leave your pick in the comments. That's about for question of the day this week. That's about for Score Sports and Lane Frick, episode 134. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Score Sports on Instagram, at Score Sports. You're going to see the first college ball hot takes on Saturday morning. Get ready for that. Awesome sports news content and updates daily over there on the Instagram, Outskirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter, Outskirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 135. Stay tuned. <laughs>